0: Thrive, inspiring women, brought to you by Real Communications. I'm your host, Gina McKenzie, and I'll be speaking with inspiring women who are passionate about making a positive impact on our world. I hope you'll be uplifted and motivated by powerful stories of women doing amazing work to transform people's lives. Ceramic artist Katie Jensen launched her thriving pottery business almost by accident when she relocated to Kaiapoi from Hawke's Bay and bought a house without a garage. Today we're going to learn more about Katie's journey and also why pottery is growing in popularity. Welcome to Thrive, Katie. It's lovely to have you with us here today. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. I can't wait to learn more about you and your <laughs> journey. So tell us how buying a house without a garage led to you launching your pottery business. So I moved to Christchurch from my
1: hometown Napier a year ago and when I was in Napier I had um, my pottery studio in my garage and I was working from there part time and when we moved down here we thought well we need to buy a house with a big double garage so that I can move my pottery studio down as well. Um, And we moved just after lockdown, and we were looking at houses for a couple of months, all with double garages. Um, And the house we ended up falling in love with um, was this beautiful old villa, but it didn't have a garage at all. And so that led me to look for a space um, outside of home. So I ended up finding this beautiful space in the kaipoi mill, which was once the kaipoi woolen mill where they made all the woolen blankets and clothing. So um, the space was a lot bigger than a garage and I thought this is perfect because I can do all the things that I've always wanted to do. I can run pottery classes, I can have a little shop and I can also have more space for my pottery studio.
0: So it was almost like it was meant to be even though it wasn't (laughs) what you were kind of planning on, right? That's exactly how I feel about it. So your background is actually in environmental science, but you come from a long line of artists. Can you tell us about your family and also about your your transition from environmental science to pottery?
1: Absolutely. So I graduated university with a Bachelor of Science. And I was down in Wellington for half a year looking for a job, and I could not find one or get one down there, so I decided to move back to my hometown, Napier, and I moved in with my nana. So I lived with her for three years. Um, And while I was living with her, I got into pottery because my nana is a, well, was a potter. And she moved over from Norway with my grandfather in the late 50s. And when she moved to Napier, um, she discovered pottery and set up a pottery studio and worked as um, as a potter for most of her life. So she did a lot of um, tableware. She also did sculptures and pit firings and wood firings and all that fantastic um, pottery stuff. Um, She also painted in watercolour and she painted in acrylics. And she was an only child and her mother and father lived back in Norway and her father was a amazing wood carver. So he would carve these really ornate um, wall hangings of the forest and deer and birds. He would carve great grandfather clocks and he would also carve chairs um, out of tree trunks. And he was just prolific and incredible. And her mother, Estrid was a weaver. So she weaved these beautiful wall hangings um, and she also painted on porcelain as well. And so um, she inherited all of the art. So her home was just filled with art from literally ceiling to floor. Um, and when I was living with her, it was just so inspiring to be around all of that. Um, and that is how I got into pottery, really.
0: Wow. <laughs> So, were you? Did you start playing around with her wheel and her? Does that? Do, are you self-taught then? Yes, um, in a
1: way, yes. So she um, had her studio all set up. Um, she stopped potting when I moved in with her um, after her husband, my grandfather, passed away because he helped her a lot with um, firing and glazing, and um, I think she was really quite heartbroken, and she. She just stopped. And so she had this pottery studio all set up exactly like it was with the wheel, with the kiln, all her tools were there. And um, I was always an artsy kid growing up, and I loved doing art, um, and went into the sciences because it seemed more practical. Um, So yeah, when I was living with her, it was just the perfect opportunity for me to get back into it, and she would come down and help me and show me what to do, Um, and I also joined a pottery club, so I went to classes as well.
0: that sounds wonderful. It was almost like it was meant to be there, wasn't it? All set up waiting for you to arrive.
1: Yeah, and isn't it funny because we grew up around it, all of us grandkids, um, and we'd have a play but none of us really got into it at all and it was only, yeah, when I came back home Mm. that I really started um, pursuing it and I fell in love with it and um, it's
0: just led me to where I am today. Your grandmother must be very happy and proud that she got to pass on her techniques to you.
1: Yes, we had a very special connection um, because of that and we really bonded over that. So I feel really lucky to um, have had that time with her in the last few years of her life and Mm. um, doing something that she loved and that I loved as well.
0: Where do you get your ideas from your pieces? Because you sell your own artwork in the store as well, right? In the Pottery Place. Yes, I do. (laughs) So... um, Well, a lot of
1: my ideas ideas I find come from when I'm out and about and I'm having some time off and away. So once a year, I like to have a few weeks off, usually in summer, and we will go somewhere new, somewhere in nature. Um, And when I'm turned off and I'm not on my phone and I'm not on any screens, that is when the ideas come for me. So I'm really inspired by the things around me. And I also find that the things that I loved as a child, I still really love as an adult. So bright colours, um, the ocean, uh, people, uh, especially people's faces, I'm really drawn to and I was always drawing people as a kid and now I translate that into my um, pottery by doing um, face sculptures that are planters and nothing is realistic, it's all really um, in a fun way. So, yeah, that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from.
0: Mm. I like that you turn off from technology for a while and go to nature. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's one of those things, um, and I really need to try and do that more. And I think if everyone does that a little bit more, that's when, um, you know, the thoughts come to you with new ideas and things that you're really interested in.
0: What sort of workshops and classes do you run at your studio? Oh, so I do a
1: variety of different workshops. Uh, all of my workshops are hand building. So what hand building is, is making um, pots out of clay that's not on the pottery wheel. So you're sitting around at tables. And what I love about hand building is that you can be a complete beginner. You could never have done pottery before. And in one session, you will end up making something really beautiful and something very unique to yourself. Um, And it's also functional and it's also art as well. Whereas the wheel's a little bit more tricky and you need to spend a little bit more time with it. So I do lots of hand-building classes. I have a five-week beginner's hand-building class where we go through all the different techniques of hand building, and then we also decorate in colourful glazes, which is what I like to do in my work. Um, and then I have lots of one-off classes, so I call these my Sunday sessions. So um, I like to do at least one a week on a Sunday, and we do vase making, we make planters, um, mug making, um, dog bowls, jewellery making, and I like to change these one-off sessions um, up a little bit because I find that people want to come back and do something different as well. So um, those classes are really great for people who just want to come and have a bit of fun and try out pottery, but not necessarily commit to a whole course.
0: Mm, And I've done one of your classes, and I was so surprised at what we could achieve in such a short amount of time. Mm. And everyone, although we were all making a planter, everyone's planters were completely different. It's really interesting. It is. And, you know, I find that in every
1: single class, I'm teaching the same thing. We're all using the same technique um, and making an end goal. But every single person's piece will turn out so different. And, you know, I find that people's personalities really come out in what they're making. And it's really fun for me um, to witness that and see what people come up with in their own ideas as well.
0: And we mentioned just before the Pet Bowls. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about your initiative to help the RSPCA? Yes, absolutely.
1: So I've always been a big supporter of the SPCA and think that what they do is so important and valuable in our communities. Um, I'm a real animal lover. And so for me, I have this um, initiative where I um, am raising money for them. So I make custom pet bowls, so dog bowls and cat bowls. And I have three different sizes to choose from. So people tell me what size bowl they would like and they tell me their pet's name. And I will custom make them a bowl and um, glaze on their pet's name. And then 50% um, of the sale of that bowl um, goes to the SPCA So it's just my way of supporting them and giving back to them um, in a way that I can. And I really love doing it and um, will carry on doing it. So if anyone would like one, just um, let me know. Well, that sounds
0: fantastic. The perfect present for any pet lover. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Why do you think pottery is becoming increasingly popular as a hobby?
1: Mm. You know, I think that making things with your hands um, and especially with clay um, is really relaxing. And, you know, a lot of people um, have really full, busy lives. And especially if you're at a job where maybe you're in an office or you're on your computer all day, it's just a really nice way to wind down after work and to relax. Um, But, you know, I think that also... As children, um, like children are really creative and, you know, we played with Play-Doh, we played in the sandpit, drawing, painting. And as adults, we lose that a little bit um, just with our busy lives. And I think people in general, we're just humans are creative. And by coming back to clay, it's such a primal thing as well. Um, And getting your hands dirty and you're making an object. And it's also something that after it's been fired in the kiln, you know, it's going to last forever. It's a real kind of um, bringing back to childhood and creativity and just relaxing as well
0: Mm, I must say I found it very soothing just rolling out those coils it was something you know this kind of like meditation I was like oh this is really nice and then you lose track of time and you don't have your phone with you and you are just absorbed in the moment and then I thought wow that two and a half or two hours it just was I didn't even really know how much time had gone by because I was so absorbed in what I was doing
1: Absolutely. And it's so great to be away from your phone and just be Mm. concentrating on the task at hand. And everyone says that. They're like, wow, the time has gone so fast. Mm. So um, it's really nice. And it always means you're enjoying yourself, right?
0: Exactly. And I'm definitely coming back for the five week course in the summer. Wonderful. (laughs) So we talked about your ideas for your own art. Mm -hmm. You also sell a range of your own art at the studio. What sort of pieces do you make? So
1: I make lots of different things, and I like to change up what I'm making all the time. Um, So at the moment, I'm working towards an exhibition, um, which is the Kaipoi Art Expo, and this is happening on July 24th and 25th, and it's going to be artists, um, from the Y Makariri district. So I am making these ceramic um, wall vases in the shapes of donuts. So I'm going to be having 18 of those that I'm working towards, which will be at the expo. Um, and I think there's 125 artists altogether, so it will definitely be a great one to come along to. Um, but I also make lots of other things like mugs. I make lots of mugs. They're really popular. I think people just love to have a handmade mug that they use every day um, because you really can connect um, with the artists. I have a big collection of mugs from artists around Aotearoa and um, I just love that. So I can understand why people love mugs. So I make a lot of those. Um, I make candles, I make planters, I do vases, um, just a whole range of different things.
0: How do you, with all of these things that you're doing, the workshops in your own art, um, how do you balance all of this with making time for yourself to do your own creations and also to have some free time just for resting and relaxing and <laughs> your own hobbies? <laughs>
1: well, I run my pottery workshops um, in the evenings and on the weekends and so during the week um, I make time to make my own things and I'm also really lucky because I have an amazing studio assistant, her name is Evie and she comes and helps me out with a lot of the behind the scenes classwork. So after people um, leave from a class there's a big pack down process um, and there's a couple of firings and glazing that all that classwork um, needs to have happen so Evie helps me out a lot. And And by having her, that frees me up um, a lot of time to make my own um, things as well. And there's also things um, with pottery, you know, you have to reclaim all the clay clay scraps and there's so much cleaning to do. And I also have a lot of admin work to do as well. So um, I'm really, I am working seven days a week. um, But yeah, that once a year, I like to take some time off um, and have a bit of a relax. (laughs)
0: So can you share some tips with us for that you've learned since starting your own business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think that if you're starting a new business, and especially for me, I've been doing this um, for almost a year full time, um, I think a great thing is to be really passionate about what your business is because you will find that you're going to be working harder than you've ever worked before and you're going to be doing much longer hours. And I think if you don't really love what you're doing or at least are passionate about what you're doing, you're going to burn out really quickly. So I think that's um, the main takeaway for me. Um, And it was one of those things, especially with artists. A lot of people are afraid that if they make it a full-time thing, they're going to lose the joy of making art, Um, and that's always a risk. Uh, I had built up quite slowly into this, so I've been doing pottery part-time for many years um, while working other jobs, and so I knew that I loved doing it, um, and I still love doing it, and I love having um, this business because it allows me to do um, both things, make a living, and also um, make my own artwork as well. Uh, I think it's also really important to have a really good support system around you. Um, I'm really lucky I've got my partner Ezra who has just been one of my biggest cheerleaders as well as my family and my friends um, who always encourage me and support me. So if you... um, Have those people in your life, you're very lucky. And if you don't have those people in your life, I think go out and find them and maybe meet some people who are in a similar situation to you and you can cheer each other on as well. Um, Another thing I think is marketing is really important when you're starting a new business. Uh, just to get the word out. And I use social media to my advantage because it's a free platform um, and you can connect with lots of local people in your area. And I just find that with pottery, um, you know, I can take photos of my own work as well as um, people's work in the classes. So it lends itself really well to like Instagram and Facebook too. Mm.
0: And that's actually how I found out about you, um, was through Facebook. Mm. And probably because I've done some other arts courses before, it just knew that I might be interested in that and I live nearby. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And it's a great way to connect with people as well. And I've found that's really helped um, me and my business.
0: I like what you said too about, you know, you, you do your workshops in the evenings and the weekends, and then you've actually got that time for yourself because you sell out, your workshops sell out. So if you were thinking purely of a commercial model, you could just fill all your time with workshops, but then you wouldn't love it anymore, would you? Because you don't have time for doing your own art. Absolutely.
1: And I love doing workshops and teaching other people. That brings me a lot of joy as well. But um, one of the things that was really important to me was that I did have the time to make my own artwork um, because you know, that's what I love doing the most.
0: Mm. What do you, you just said you work seven days a week, so I don't know about this next question. (laughs) What do you like to do in your free time? (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have a lot of free time at the moment,
1: um, but, you know, I'm in my first year of, Um, having this as my full-time business. So I'm totally okay with that. Um, But I love to go and visit my friends and family. Um, You know, I have friends who are getting married and having babies and all my family live in the North Island. So whenever I get a chance, I love to go back and visit them or I get them to come down and visit me. Um, I'm also really into wine and really into food. So I love to go and visit um, all the wineries up in Waipara. And there's so many amazing, wineries up there and I live quite close being in Kaipoi so I always love to go up there and try the wines and wineries usually have really good restaurants as well so it's great having that so close too.
0: And you have a new family member as well (laughs) who's taking up some of your time. (laughs) I do, yes. I have a new puppy. Her name
1: is Peppa and she is full on. So (laughs) she comes with me to the studio every day. So yeah, she's a big part of my life and a lot of my (laughs) time is spent with her.
0: So how can our listeners connect with you and find out more about what you do or join up one of your workshops? Yeah, so the
1: best way to connect with me is to go to my website, which is my name, Katie Jensen. So if you just type that into Google, it'll come up. Um, But you can also connect with me on Facebook and Instagram under The Pottery Place. So The Pottery Place is the name of the studio that I work at and is also um, the same place that I have all my workshops as well. Or you could just email me. My email is hello dot pottery dot place at gmail dot com.
0: Thank you so much for being on Thrive today, Katie. It's been wonderful to learn more about your journey. And I just, um, what's stuck with me is that lovely um, transition and passing on of knowledge from your grandmother to you. I just think that's such a beautiful story. Mm.
1: Thank you so much, Gina. I've had um, a lovely time talking to you and I'm so lucky to have that um, from my grandmother as well. So I feel very um, privileged and grateful.
0: joining us today on thrive inspiring women if you'd like to listen to previous shows just go to the plains fm website and type in thrive thanks again for tuning in to thrive and join me again next time for more amazing stories from inspirational women who are changing our world